0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to more Bald Move Baldies, Baldy Award, Bald Move Awards, Baldies, deliberations. I said every variation possible. Uh, this is, um, you know, this is us showing the work for our fake award show, the Bald Move Awards. Um, we do not intend this to, to be something that people necessarily watch and listen to, um, but it's something we have to do to produce the show. So why not film it and make it for content for people? Um, but yeah, if you're looking for the actual Baldies Award, There should be attached to whatever media that you're watching, some show notes or some YouTube video description that will have the link to the official uh, Baldi's award ceremony for 2020. That's the thing that you want to watch if if you just want to see who won and our our brief arguments for that. And also what the community thought, because we're not going to be getting into that uh, today as well. Uh, What are we deliberating about today, Joe? I have a couple categories up on the docket. Uh, First off is best female actor and then we'll follow that up with commissions. Yeah, and just you know to reiterate to reiterate without reiterating last time I I went on a like kind of a discussion of, you know, the whole male female categories and how they might be untenable in the near future, but yeah, if you want to if you want to hear that full thing go, check out the deliberations for best male actor.
1: Okay, doke. Um
0: Let's 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 bring on the ladies and debate about it. Right, give me one second. Let's oh. sort through them. I don't need let's this to let's blue, uh, let's rank them by their their the value that they brought to us. And we've already done that once in the history of Bald move. I have zero
1: interest in doing it again. <laughs> uh, um, OK, cool. Here we go. Best female uh, actor. Uh, I'll go ahead and run
0: down the nominees in no particular order, just uh, as, we, as we considered the show. Uh, here we go. Journey Smollett as
1: Letitia Letty Lewis from Lovecraft Country. Won me? Won me? Nosaku uh, as Ru- Ruby Baptiste. Uh, Lovecraft Country. I, 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 what? Come, I, I can't with the names.
2: Ludivine? Ludivine? Is that a name? Sag
0: San Sanieri, Sanieri. I was reading, I would. I've looked these up and phonetically spelled them because I just don't have a fucking clue. I like. I like you just courageously wading in here. Why not L- Ludvine Sagniere as Esther, the new pope. Uh, uh, Cecile de France as Sophia de France. Cecile de as Sophia, the new pope. Sonoya Mizuno as Lily Chan from Devs. Aya uh, Cash as Stormfront from The Boys Season 2, Jesse mm-hmm. Buckley as Orietta Mayflower from Fargo Season 4, Kelsey as, as Beale as, as Beale? I don't know as Caps uh from Fargo Season 4, Karen Aldridge as Zelmer Roulette uh, Fargo Season 4, Evan Rachel Woods as Dolores, Westworld Season 3 Tandy Newton as Maeve Westworld Season 3, Tessa Thompson as Charlotte, Westworld Season 3 Uh, Winona Ryder as Evelyn Finkel, The Plot Against America, Zoe Kazan Elizabeth Levin as Elizabeth Levin in The Plot Against America, (laughs) Uh, Natasha, Natasha Dimitriou as Nadja from What We Do in the Shadows, Hannah Waddingham as Rebecca from Ted Lasso, Dominic Tipper as Naomi Negata from The Expanse Season 5. Kara G as Kamina drummer from the expanse season five and L fanning as Catherine from a little show called the great as the titular Catherine, the great before she's the great, I think, um, almost. Great. I, so, so some notable, um, uh, th- 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 do you want to talk about like some maybe near misses? Cause I can think of a few. Oh, um, such as, uh, let's see. Uh, like Shora Agdashlu as Christian Avasarala, I think did some pretty good work in this mm-hmm. season. Um, you know, e- e- emoting the loss of the, the worry for her family, the loss of her beloved Arjun, uh, her like, you know, gathering like after she thought she could just fall to pieces, gathering her pieces together so she can serve the, the earth one more time. Yeah. Uh but But she is a much more marginal character this season than she's been in in previous. So it's one of those things where she's still doing great work and she has some great scenes, but uh, not nearly uh, what the what the other ladies are doing on the
1: show. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we could have possibly missed. Um, Yeah, Uh, is there anything ones that kind of like uh, that? because I, I know like just
0: like we did for the best male actor there's a couple people we preemptively like oh, they're just too bit because we don't have supporting characters um but i none, none are springing to mind that's the one i can
1: think of yeah i'm i'm sure there are some we're leaving off this list if i we could go back to the drama
0: category but i don't i don't want to show that yet um and just kind of look through the shows and make sure we're not missing any but it, i think we're good I think all these performances
1: are ones we need to talk about, ones for consideration here. Uh, Mm. Do we want to try and do a to the top pass on this list? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Journey, Journey, Smollett deserves to be uh, where she is currently. To the top,
0: take her to the top. Uh, How about one me? One me? I wish I knew how to say that. I apologize. Uh I think here, let's let's just find out. Let's find out together. Um pronounce one me
1: uh I already can't even spell it. One me, Mosaku. I think you got you got the masaku right. Um let's see here if these pronunciation sites can can get it done. Yeah, one me masaku. All right. Okay. Um, is
0: she? I. You get. I think you can make an argument that she's actually better than Journey Smollett. You can certainly make that argument, and I don't know that I would necessarily
1: disagree. Uh, though Journey is great. Journey is great in that. Um, and and arguably, I would say, with
0: maybe the exception of Michael K. Williams, it would it would be a contest between these three
1: for the best performance in that show. Like Michael K. Williamson, um, Williamson, Williams. I, I don't know. Yeah, Omar. Michael K. Went. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Journey and One Me. Those three are kind of the beasts of this show, just destroying the screen, in my opinion.
0: I kind of want to give it the the one me, but like some of it might be special effects because holy hell yeah. her bursting out of the skin effect every single time
1: was fucking a lot to deal with. Yeah, um, I really love her whole
0: department store arc. That's her arc, yeah. right? Like yeah, you know, becoming a white woman and going and getting a job at this department store—the department the store man. she wished she could work at as a black woman and couldn't—and um, and and, and the, the the also the examination of relative privilege because she's sleeping with a white man who's actually a white woman because you know that's the apex apex cre- creature in America. Creature America is a white dude, reigning champ still. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's it's really great stuff, and also I really like the personal dynamics between her and Journey, because like you know, uh, yeah. Let, Let Letty is kind of like the heroine of the story, but she, I think, does her sister kind of dirty. Um, and there was a lot of like genuine pain that they were able to um manufacture between those two. Yeah, something about an inheritance and it being yeah kept, kept from one of the sisters by the other, and it was right, right, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for yeah, reasons I, that you think are malicious, but maybe are not as malicious as as the other one wants thing, to believe. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to like go back and like, did they ever resolve that in like uh, Letty's favor, or was she just always kind of portrayed as a little bit? You they, know, so, n- n- sorry. <laughs> well, because like Letty's like broadly more like, progressive, whereas, like, Ruby was always broadly more of, like, I'm just gonna do my best and excel in in this game that, like, you know, um, so you kind of are more sympathetic it beca- um to the more progressive, like, nah, this system needs to be torn yeah. down and we need to fight it, but, like, also it's kind of bullshit that, like, One sister spent the other's inheritance and all not and and was dishonest about it. Is the way I recall. Right. And it wasn't kept it for bad reasons necessarily, but it was the way that it was done. Um, Right. Yeah. Uh, I found a lot of their their interactions really, really good. And how do you take away from either of them? Because they're both part of those scenes. I probably still give it the journey because she was the, you know, star star of the show co-star of the show. Uh, and also, like, yeah, man, she had some no slouch moments, too, with uh, I remember particularly uh, when she joined with all the ghosts of uh, the, the the people that this this mad scientist character or whatever had uh, had had butchered and to dispel a current evil like that stuff was really powerful, worked really well. Her, you know, going um, and in the astral plane kind of like to uh, I. I I think, man, as I said, I'm really having a hard time thinking about
1: all these scenes and how they connected. But she, I feel like, I don't know. I'm starting to talk myself back into one me, huh? Because that was uh, one, the stuff one I Me had some really challenging,
0: because- like strange material too, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the stuff that was really challenging and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck to think was a lot of around Michael K. Williams character, cause it wasn't mm-hmm. cut dry black and white, pardon the the expression. Um Yeah, maybe. And a lot of his really hard like sexual and racial dynamics, all mixed into one. It's like dangerous material. Like yeah. like volatile material. Um
1: yeah, I yeah, I would say I, one me maybe barely edges out Journey in this. Even though I have a tough. minor crush on Journey,
0: uh, she's fantastic. But one me had some really difficult stuff to do and did it outstandingly well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I that's you know, we're already yeah. ran into the the, the 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 I I I think. <laughs> oh, you're gonna put number okay. All right, fine. I was, I was just gonna, gonna say we're to already having or... a hard time just to the top and yeah. Uh, Ludovine Sagnier, the hard R's on that Italian name. Speaking of challenging work, you saw all the stuff where Ooh. she was running like a sex therapist for people who had severe, profound mental and physical disabilities. Yeah wow like i that is, again this is some high wire act shit these
1: ladies were doing you know uh, oh yeah oh yeah i uh mm, mm-mm.
0: yeah i think it's telling that the uh, women like in- all this stuff is like and I, and I like i compared this to anything like even like anthony Starr, it's like you played nazi super uh, superman <laughs> right like, e- e- yeah, you're, you're, sure, the villain you're, but you're also the most geez. powerful thing in the year. Yeah. Like this part of the thing that makes this drama work is like, these women are not yeah. the most powerful. Uh, they're arguably pawns of the systems that they're fighting against, trying to find little advantages. And when they, you know, like, like, like Esther's arc in this is like trying to find joy and spirituality in very morally gray things that she's also getting paid a lot to do. Yeah. Um, And kind of getting blessed by the very church that she's trying. Cause like the guy that she's staying with her church
2: (laughs) is a priest.
0: That's exactly what it is. Uh, That's fucking gross and who helped her get to the moral place where she can do these things, Mm -hmm. then yeah. Fucks her metaphorically. And I think actually, yeah, it ends up being physical too. Hey, I can't Yeah. Like the women on this list are doing for the most part, much more difficult, uh, much stickier stuff than the, uh, guys are doing. Yeah. It's, it's not like, um, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Not weird that like, um, it's just, yeah, more, more difficult work. Um, there, there are some things with like Anthony Starr's character, Homelander, like, uh, you know, this weird, uh, mother complex he has and the doppelganger stuff and, and that kind of stuff is approaching those levels, but man, the, the material is more challenging on the female side for sure. And we have Cecily, De France here, uh, Sophia, who uh, is a bigger is... part of the season. She's the just extremely beautiful professional woman. Who's like the Vatican spokesperson. Okay. Yeah. That like all the marketing directors. Yeah. Like every male in the show kind of like lusts and respects. And that's a very difficult role. And a lot of psychosexual shit going on with her husband. Oh yeah. Um, this season, are there glory holes at one point? There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a a private glory hole session. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: yeah, that show I,
0: is crazy. That show is I'm real good. I'm telling you, man, it's, 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 it's a great watch. It's, it's a great watch. And honestly, I love the podcast we did on it. It's a damn shame yeah. that we were forced by the schedule to you b- abandon that. And I abandoned, uh, uh, better call Saul, but I'm glad we got to cover them both and yeah. give a hundred, 110% to both podcasts. Um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, cause I, I thought I liked Esther or I'm sorry. I like Sophia more. Um, and she was a bigger part of the show but like holy hell I kind of think she's I kind of think she's better than I th- her character is b- better and bigger than Esther's in fact Esther was almost not even a thing until the second half of the season yeah Um. and yeah no I just yeah I, I, I think yeah that's what I'd do I'd put her at three right now but, but we're just to the topping god damn it uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Let, let's just go, float at the top. But that's the thing. Then, like, yeah, we'll come I, back and I, talk I, about all these. Okay. Um, and and man, really oh digging. my god, uh, fuck it to the top, to the top <laughs> with with Lily Chan. With yeah, to Sonoya the top, you know. Yep, to the top. Um, my god, I got. I cannot. Great. I cannot do this much arguing at each level. It's <laughs> okay. I a cash. I uh, love this. this role, this performance. She's very winning. I've, had, I've seen her in almost nothing before, except for, like, she's got a minor part of Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Uh, I, I think that's challenging material because she has to be a truly reprehensible character. But you also have to kind of like her on first blush. You do, yeah. You have to be, be rooting for her, her so that when the turn comes, it affects you. Uh, she has she to pull weave up both of spell. Those. Yeah. Um, I thought she's great. However, I'm going to suggest that there's nothing she does. That's even close to. Yeah. Laser. My um, tits is not going to beat. Yeah. Cause it's it, just, really it's anything just, that's above this because she's invulnerable, right? Like, <laughs> Mostly, you know, yeah. like most of the other four women were doing laser. My tits shit. And like with <laughs> real stakes, they could die. <laughs> sure. In this game they're playing. So yeah, I think that yeah. she's hitting a hard limit here. So she floats. She floats. I agree. Jesse Buckley as Oria oh, Mayflower. I, I don't think she's she's not going to stay here long, but to the top for sure. Okay, it's a it's a fantastic portrayal a, of a very odd character. Um, yeah. No oh, jeez. And this is this this is yeah. I I almost feel like man, we our original order might <laughs> might be pretty <laughs> pretty close to being the original. Um. We'll okay. Here we go.
1: Kelsey uh, As As Billy uh, As Swanee Caps. Yeah. I don't really brilliant. Had a lot of standout scenes,
0: uh, a bit character in a huge ensemble cast that kind of dropped off the face of the earth after the ha- first half of the season. So I think she's a floater. I, um, I think her and Zelmair are probably both floaters. Um, I, I think Zelmair is a little bit, will float a little higher because she had a little bit more to do. I like Swanee um, better, but. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Her her stuff about um I, she gave better monologues for sure. Um there's a yeah. lot of scenes where she's talking with Ethel Rita about, you know, being an outlaw and like Well here's the thing though, like they I, both kinda have those scenes though. It's well also like there, there's a lot of physical stuff that uh, Karen Aldridge did like I really yeah. like uh, this, this is a scene that lives rent free in my mind is that when she made eye contact with like Timothy Oliphant and the train station she does kind of like the hey you know like uh-huh. there's something like these wild big character decisions that always rang true whereas like I felt like Swanee might have been playing, you know, like uh, Kes- Kelsey was just playing that character, where uh, Karen became that character, and these also, mm-hmm. like, uh, in you know, in the I think these also were, I think these roles were written for two specific actors in mind, and I do not know why that it 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 happened that they were not able to um to 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 play the characters, but like these guys are like. Could easily be in the poor man's version of these roles, and they they didn't. Yeah. Um, so, um, I I am having I a hard time moving sh- like into said, I, the top though with all this other stuff. Yeah, but like I said, they, they, I think these roles were supposed to be Amber Mid Thunder and uh, uh, Uzo Adu- uh, Aduba, oh. and they got people who were very on the Amber Mid Thunder and Uzo Aduba kind of mold, but like. I yeah I instantly forgot that as the season the uh, wore on or like essentially from the first the uh, character moment so I I yeah. like I said I put Karen a little bit over Kelsey but I don't think any of them go to the top
1: yeah probably not um, um let's talk about Westworld uh, okay
0: Westworld suffers from being Westworld uh, I think all these ladies are going to get. Tessa Thompson, okay, hey, how about this? Tessa Thompson, clearly the best of the three. Uh, Yeah. Because Tandy, Tandy Newton had to have, do a lot of cool stunts. To some, uh, and I don't, just don't think she had it in her. And Evan Rachel Wood does, but also, like, some of her big stunts were in the half of the season where the stunt coordinator just wasn't, or, and the director just didn't give a shit. They call it sick that um, day, yeah. And it's an, it, this, isn't, this is a slick science fiction action show with a lot of hardcore philosophy with great actors and like just sometimes the material doesn't line up but
1: i think you know um how do you uh, feel about her going above fargo
0: that's uh i maybe even up above stormfront
1: cuz it's it's hard hmm. like like she was what did in what did she end up being
0: a shard of the Evan Rachel woods, Dolores. Yeah. Core fragment or something like that. A yeah. Clone. Which then had like this, not necessarily crisis of conscience, but like this divergence from. Yeah. 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 Her personality. Um, she evolved I, I into thought, her own person. I thought that's, that's a pretty hard thing to do. And I thought she was oh, yeah. kind of killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, And she had a lot of like, uh, power fantasy stuff against man in black. Right. She had him committed at one point. Uh, that was pretty cool. Took over, you know, conducted a hostile takeover. Some really good scene. Also, like I thought like the, it's her big, like breakout scene. Um, I thought they did like someone actually paid attention to the staging. um, that's at the big, like, you know, metal security robot ready to rumble. Like that whole oh, sequence yeah, of her yeah. breaking out of that facility. And like they did, they really thought about like, you know, like you got this kind of Terminator character just slowly stalking and that's cool. But if she's taking bullets all the time and getting her face blasted apart, um it's less cool so they always like very thoughtfully had her methodically walking and she's just one step ahead of the security team mm-hmm. so she's plausibly missing all these hail of bullets and can coolly deliver one or two back and like it's honestly that's that's half of action is is blocking and staging yeah um i noticed that like so i watched john wick just a couple days ago and i noticed something they do the that where the ever the action is really always tight on johns wick but the
2: camera <laughs> yeah, always like smack.
0: Oh yeah, just John's lips up on the crotch all the time. John's Wick Hopkins. Uh, but they always do this thing where it's like they're they're tight. They're they're just enough in the frame for him and his primary antagonist when he's doing these big fights. And the camera jump like like jump pulls its focus to the like if they're like if he's he fighting someone on the right, then they smash focus to the to the left side just as this guy comes. So they don't have to worry about staging. They can essentially do like if you shot this wide, you would just be dudes standing in line to fight John Wick. (laughs) Right, right. But they're able to kind of cheat to keep your attention. Like it's they don't give you enough context to know that this fight would look really stupid. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's a departure from the first John Wick where they did mostly bigger, longer takes. And but and they do some of that in John Wick 3, but they've run out of imagination and they're just trying to keep the fights and yeah, I, I, I feel like that's the only good one, sure. You, you you but there's an art to that. There's an art to the blocking and staging so you can make someone look amazing without a, the other opposition just looking stupid. And Westworld's always struggled with that. Tessa Thompson was a beneficiary of a director who kind of got that. Yeah. And if no other reason, that's why she's better than the other three performances in the Westworld. Yeah. So, and Evan Rachel Wood just
1: I believe it's Wood. Not Woods. Um, Just, yeah, didn't have that benefit. (laughs) Hershey. We've gotten pretty far from to
0: the top, though. We're supposed to be just doing, like, yeah. yeah, uh, God damn it. So so I don't think either of them are going to the top. Um, How about Winona Ryder as Evelyn Finkel from The Plot Against America? Uh, uh, Both of these ladies to the top, the next two. And Zoe Kazan as Kazan, I
1: don't know how to say it, as Elizabeth Levin. Yeah. Oops. Both to the top. Yeah, I haven't seen that show. So, well, I saw the first episode. Uh, how about
0: Natasha Dimitriou as Naja mean. from what we do in the show? It to it's a comedy
1: role, but I think she goes to the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's arguably the best part of that show. In a uh, show full of very funny people. Uh, Hannah, here's the question because like Thanks this Rebecca. is another
0: Ted comedy so. role but I don't think she makes it to the elite level. She does a very tough, I think she does something tough where she is essentially a stunningly beautiful like late 40s, early 50s like, wealthy woman and you don't take her seriously at all. You think she's an idiot, a liberty gibbet and then she becomes the primary antagonist of the show and then Ted Lasso turns her good through just the sheer force of his goodness and will. And it never is like none of these are like I'm I it it sounds so fucking stupid. And honestly I <laughs> fought liking the show. Like I've talked about this. Yeah. I fought liking the show so hard, but like it eventually won me over and she's a big reason why. Because like that's a wild swing of character and it never felt false. It always felt you know I, I was almost like ah damn it Rebecca, why rather than ah you fucking
1: like I, it's I don't I don't think it's to the top, but she did really good work. Um, is it? She, is she, really, do you think she did really good work? She's a lot of the reason worthy? why Ted Lasso
0: works. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not even okay. elite for like uh, uh, like like we just sent to the top an elite comedy performance. This is not yeah. an elite comedy performance, so it's it's not going to uh, do well. Um, okay, to the top, Dominic, Dominic Tipper. Tipper. Uh, how about Kara G. Tipper? Uh, with as Naomi. Um, hmm. do they go as a pair, t- temporarily at least? <sighs> it seems unfair to floater, but to the top is probably a little bit. But yeah, we're we're yeah. I think I think okay. they both go to the top, and then finally Elle Fanning as Catherine from The Great. I think is a uh, hmm. Boy, this is a dramedy.
1: And it's, it's funny, but she's kind of like the straight person. Mm -hmm. She carries the show harder than Hannah Waddingham. Ah, fuck it. To the top.
0: Okay. To the top. And then let's just, let's, let's get to the, like, is this better than this? Yeah. Uh, Okay. All right.
1: is Dominic Tipper better than Al Fanning.
0: I, I would say yes, yes. but I haven't seen Al Fanning. Yep. Um, Yep. She's better. Super better, like Dominic has. This is he's always been one of the better actors on the Expanse, and boy, she puts on a clinic. This, yeah. I don't. The only thing this that is keeps the season her from like Naomi. wild runaway success is like I have a few problems with the situ the her arc itself, right? Um, but yeah, nothing. None of the problems are with her performance. Okay, um, how about Kara G as drummer? Cam- I think Camina she's drummer. better than El Fanning but she's not going to be better than Dominic. Agreed. And I, I, A lot of people are saying that this is like a, a, a pretty one dimensional performance. Like she's just a feminine avatar of like rage and uh, like impotent rage for, for, you know, like all this anger and power, but no real plausible outlet for it that doesn't get her and everyone else killed, which I actually like. I actually like a hothead character who actually has a little bit of a, a range. Yeah, has to put a, a lid leash on it. On it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like I kind of feel like her best work might be in episodes we have not yet we are yet to see. Uh, if if I think her arc's going where it's where it's going, so yeah. Right now, like she's just I don't know. It's the physicality of performance too, because she plays this like bone white lady with her eye sockets tattooed jet black, so she just looks like a skull. Mm-hmm. She looks like a death head you know, assassin or something. And then all jet black jet suit. She's a space pirate is an amazingly fun role. hard drinking, hard fucking, you know, uh, hard fighting. Uh, but she's, yeah,
1: she's, she's not as good as dominant <laughs> Trip She doesn't have as much to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also. Yeah. The disparity is like this is an Anthony Starr thing. The disparity between her actual public persona and what she's playing in this character is um like yeah. crazy. She's this like sweet Canadian lady. Uh, all all you think. need is to see a shot of her with her hair down and a smile on her face and you can tell yeah. that she is not Kamina drummer, right? Yeah, she could, and she to could, hear could her be. Speak. Honestly, who's the engineer on Firefly? Uh uh Kelly Kay- uh, Kaylee she could be Kaylee from Firefly just as plausibly sure Whereas I don't I don't think the real Kaylee from Firefly could be could be <laughs> drummer no fucking way I don't know I, I've no I've not Convina seen her anything drama um, I have I've seen her some shitty sci-fi stuff and there's, there's yeah. nothing in her repertoire that makes me think that she could be this death head assassin space pirate okay, okay. Uh, so another person who who makes the show in a lot of ways and Natasha Dimitri is Nadja uh, what we do in the shadows. This this is an elite comedic performance, which means she's better than Ella Fanning. Is she better than Karen? You, you okay, you, I, you, I'm I'm kinda wanting to stick her at number two temporarily, and then same. we can have that argument. Same. No, same. There might not be an argument, it sounds like so. There's there's some daylight. There's some daylight between uh Tipper and uh Yeah, Guy. yeah for sure. Uh what other writer who I loved in David Simon's other uh, show me a hero. God, she Mini gets to series. be so operatic in this. Um, and like the chemistry between her and Zoe Kazan, who's her sister-in-law, um, is amazing. And there is some as brutal and emotional showdown between family members as I with, with the highest of stakes I've ever seen wow. in the late goings of this show, um, which I you know, I don't want to spoil you on it, but um that's what I'm saying like these guys like I think Zoe's better than Winona and Winona's damn good. Huh? Um because she okay. like, Zoe gets to do I felt like of all the characters I was most like Zoe. I was most like uh, uh um uh, Beth Levin here. Um like every single point I thought she was the voice of reason and if everyone had listened and her family had listened to her the Levens would, would be at a, a, a much better play they would have gone to Canada before they shut down the border. And, you know, they would have been okay. Um, yeah, same here. Uh, let me, let me <laughs> just, <laughs> let, let me just float this and we'll, we'll talk about it here in a bit. If, if they're damn good and they're dramatic roles, I'm just going to stick with there for elite dramatic performances, which I think have to be elite comedic performances. Okay. Um, We'll put them there for now. Jesse Buckley is at a Mayflower, uh, Fargo season four.
2: So this is <sighs> so. so is this a drama
0: performance or comedy? Because I think it's more comedy <sighs> than drama, and it's better than Al- Ellie Fanning. It's better than Carrie Gee. Like the like again the physicality. Yeah. Of she this character, that character, and I just seen her a month before in I'm thinking of ending things, mm-hmm. which is such a different. Look from her, like it's everything like muted, and the palette's done, and the emo- and like everything is like you know, um,
1: so far removed. Whereas this Orietta Mayflower is <laughs> just yeah. stomping
0: around, larger than life, with the the one rep, one person repping the Fargo accent the whole season. True. Um. And she manages to be menacing inside this facade of just utter unseriousness. Like you, you look at her and you would not take her seriously. She, yeah, I mean, she's, hey, she's dressed ninety percent of the time in this, uh, like nineteen, what forties? Yeah, throwback nurse outfit. Yeah, throwback or nurse outfit. Um, but then like. When she speaks, she's got that accent. When she walks, she's like half waddling, half power walking. It's like in the bedroom, she carries herself like a professional dominatrix. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Which is another, but but the thing is, is like she's a type of villain who's really strong against the weak, right? She's like right. her. The people she torments are sick people on death's door, mm-hmm. and a, a or a, small a black a, a young a young black woman. Well, yeah, disadvantaged people as well. Who she can't also, who she gets gets the better. I mean, the... the Gets the better of yeah. her.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say, Ethel Rita absolutely wins that conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe with some supernatural assist, but still. Um, yeah, it's a great performance. I think it's better. It's better than Elle Fanning. It's better than uh, Kara G. Arguably more complex than what... In the, Tasha is doing. I don't know. There's there's Arguably. the real line because it's yeah. She smacks right back right like she's she smacks right against the wall that is Winona Ryder here. But, <laughs> but what do you think? Does she get? Does she get above? You've seen both of these. Does she get above Nadja? Uh,
1: Just leave her there for now, and okay. we'll come back to it if we need to. Because who knows if okay. those are going to make the top ten
0: at this point. Uh, Sonora Mizuno is Lily Chan from devs so this is the star of devs if you don't if if you haven't seen it if you do this is uh okay biggest biggest gaslighting of the year (laughs) I think is is appropriate for this character if we had a category this character might win okay better than L better than Kara better than Jesse Buckley better than Natasha better than I don't know about Winona. Winona I'm thinking so there's no, no, no. daylight between the 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 eleven sisters here. Oh, is there sister-in-laws? And maybe she goes right there. I mean, do you think she's better I, than Naomi? Uh, the, the you think this this role is better than Naomi, Naomi Nagata? Because I think there's an argument to be made. The tone of that show gives it like a,
1: an air of uh, an air of quality that maybe it shouldn't. Right? Like I'm. And I'm thinking back to the tone of that show and it's like, okay, they're both sci-fi, but honestly, one is taking, one is more grounded. Um, Yeah, devs is tomorrow. Right. Devs the could happen is now. Most almost. certainly 300 years in the future. Yeah.
0: And that gives, like, Lily Chan as a character more um recognizable motivations and pathos and, like, and, and lily uh sonoya does a great job portraying that i'm trying to decide like which which is doing the better job with the material they're given though but they also play like a cool analytical character that's not prone to like giving themselves over uh, to histrionics and like you know open not that that you know she's not I love. moved there yeah she's not moved there you know in places where she gets overwhelmed but like this is one of those roles where it's a lot more reserved. It's not like an Ethan Hawke. I'm screaming, you know, about freeing. There are those freeing, breakdown uh, scenes, right? There, there's a saying. scene yeah, or two yeah, where she yeah, she's out. asked to give se- a seriously emotional performance. Uh, but most of the time, yeah, she's cooler, uh, more even. And I, they, they really sold. There was like a double, triple twisty kind of like, playing the audience and the characters that I thought they pulled flawlessly on devs. Refresh my memory. It's been a while. It's been months. When she had to go back to the devs facility and sell herself as someone ah, that's having a mental brain. Ends up and on the ledge, yeah. Heads up on the ledge and all of that. Like what you like. I, I even thought that there was misdirection, but it's like Mr. Robot level and like it was actually
1: a triple misdirection. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a great scene, uh, but that's a lot of writing, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these yeah. performances are supported by outstanding writing, but it's the nature of it.
0: I'm kind of fine with it being there. I I think you can make an argument. Um, Because, again, that's the thing about these uh,
1: um, Simon joints is they're such an ensemble that like, yeah, it's it's whereas, you
0: know, the devs like (laughs) main cast of like eight people, like main cast of like what, two or three and like expanded cast of like seven or eight. Yeah, it's it's a lot, lot tighter of a show, but I think that's fine for now. Okay, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen Plague Against America, so I'm going to take your word on that. And we'll move on to one me Mosaku for Lovecraft. Uh, Sorry, Ruby Baptiste as uh, Lovecraft country, man. I have a hard time not just like, I mean, immediately she's in the top like four and discussion for number one with all of these others. I think her and journey both are to the top Um, and then. Okay. Do you want? Are you? Do you really think? Because I, I don't know how in the tank you are for uh, <laughs> Dominic. I'm, I'm pretty in the tank for Naomi. Uh, Dominic Tipper's name when you got it, and she does but, a, like, man, like high stakes, emotional work here. Yeah, it's just not as complex as the stuff. Like it's the material that holds her back here. I think because I believe she could pull it off if she had slightly more complex material, but like. Stuff that they're doing in Lovecraft Country is just—it's so, and it's all so out there in terms of like the the extreme situations allow you to explore like real dynamics in a way that I feel is harder to do than if you're just telling a straight up story that doesn't involve like blood magic and body swapping. And it's like well, if calling you, great ones. If you go to the pier and. You know, you think, oh, uh, my my spouse here has like a really big forehead and, and you've always like kind of thought maybe she has a slightly big forehead, but you go up to the character artist and and the character that they produce <laughs> of you is just a, a massive forehead. It's like 90 percent forehead and you go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh, yeah, actually, no, now I totally see it. That's what they're doing. That's the equivalent of what they're doing with the racial issues yeah, in the no. show. Because they're taking them and they're they're just blowing them off the charts. It's it's up to eleven on everything, yeah. but somehow that provides a lot of clarity into the issue, and you can start to see where maybe if it was subtler, uh, you know, me me as a white person, me as a man, uh, a lot of people wouldn't get what they were putting down.
1: Yeah, like I said, I I think they're easily I I think the but all that work is better than. Um, the
0: stuff on the expanse. Um, I think so, but it's, it's also designed to be that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Dominic Tipper, I'm not taking anything away from her. It's the material is not quite as complex. Yeah. And what the, yeah, like I said, what they're doing, I, I think what they're doing in terms of like war and relations between nation states and terrorism on the expanse is, is very similar in to what they're trying to do with like race relations in America with Lovecraft country. Um it's just that like, yeah, the material is turned up to eleven, whereas Expanse tries to keep it grounded at all times. Yeah. So <laughs> um uh, and it has advantages and disadvantages. Okay, where are we at now? I oh I think boy. we're down to Elf fanning as Catherine the Great. Whether uh, we should Well, I think we've already decided she's not as good. Uh, yeah, I think she's she's there. I think she's there. Oh. Are we here now? Is that where we were? Yeah. Uh, have we gone through this they, list like nine times already I'm, I'm no, losing track no, this is our this is our first time through with the actual okay. fine tooth
1: comb okay talking about complex stuff this is also Hi. it. okay because like honestly the f- last episode is not going to change your mind about any of the, the, these two women which do you think is better um I felt like Ah, oh, God! So I don't remember as much of Sophia's stuff, and maybe it's because
0: it peters out at some point. But what what ends up happening? Because I remember there's this like power dynamic between her and her husband, and he ends up uh, she ends up taking him down in, in a conspiracy, like in a like a conspiracy pedophile ring, right? Uh, I don't remember the know. resolution of of that as regards to her character. Um, I think it. If I recall correctly, it cost her her position at the Vatican to do what's right, but she does and like it, we leave her
1: on like a celebratory like I'm a free person note. Hmm. Um same with Esther. So <laughs> kind of I don't know. Like I I Esther um <laughs> she seems to
0: find her her, her didn't, faith didn't or... Lenny psychically murder somebody or no, she did. She psychically uh, yeah. murders someone. Is yeah, that she last she, she she strangles like the madame of this situation, uh, oh, the situation. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But then the, doesn't the, the that Kim's person come mom, back to right? life? Like like that person miraculously comes back to life. So she's she doesn't. Okay. Hit, like I think. Yeah um, yeah. There's a scene on like a balcony or something. No, she becomes a. That's right. She becomes a terrorist with the the.
2: Oh, the, uh, the, red, the the red yeah, the red hitted Lenny
1: yeah that we interviewed uh, oh god no uh, oh, I don't remember the show well enough it, it, you so this was yeah, the that first show been, we I think,
0: was, I think that was uh, that was the that was, that was what you're missing in the finale yeah 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 you're, I think you're missing yeah literally is the first thing we should covered this year but yeah no she became she she went off uh got so jaded from her experiences with the church wow. and this pimping business that so she went to go join. The uh, the 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 redheaded cultist, okay, the red the red hooded cultist, down with the pope, and yeah, um, I I I I like Sophia's arc a little bit better, okay, um, because I also think that like, and and I got this impression uh, talking with the the red hooded uh, cultist lady that there was more to that that they were going to try to build up to, and they just ran out of time. And, mm-hmm. and narrative stuff so like I yeah I, I think I, I think I preferred the Sophia to the Esther so I'd put her above it now both of these I think need to go way up like can yeah. we move them as a unit for a minute huh. like you don't have to actually move but like better than Elle better than Kara better than Je- Jesse better than
1: Nadja better than Winona better than Lily Chan from devs for sure yeah, I would almost take them to three and four. I, yeah, I really would. I really would. And maybe put Dominic in between Sophia and Esther. And whether these performances are better than One Me
0: and Journey is probably how you relate to material. Do you relate stronger yeah. to material that explores like fucked up sexual dynamics? Or do you relate more to uh, to, to uh, material that to portrays f- more fucked up racial dynamics? What, but, but yeah, I, I guess but I, yeah, they both have the. Sexual it doesn't dynamics ignore for sure. it. Doesn't ignore the sexual dynamics either. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like the the new pope stuff doesn't really touch on race. No, it's about faith. Like the, it's about it's a little bit of culture war, with, like Muslim versus Christianity and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this this race doesn't much come up into this uh in the new
1: Pope world. Feeling pretty good about where they're sitting now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Which I think, honestly, is going to kind of run out this list. I cash is
0: as the storm front has uh, the storm front from the boys as season the storm two front. Yeah. I mean, if you want to play it out, like I think, she can certainly get no higher than, uh, Jesse Buckley. Uh, no higher um, than above Jesse Buckley or no higher than below, no, no higher than below. So she can't crack the top 10. Yeah. I think I'm with you. So let's just leave, and I, leave her. I don't think anybody else on this think, list is going to make the top 10. Yeah. I'm also starting to think that like, that's it. That's like you go down and like, again, top 10 is what we're caring about.
1: Yeah. Um, really, top five is is really the only nominees that we're gonna have, right? Right.
0: Man, the is it so a problem that it. we that, that it's, two show, it's three shows that dominate this?
1: I don't think so. Um, I believe you know that you can have more than one great actor in a show, and if that show is the
0: best some of the best stuff on and those actors are some of the best on TV they deserve it whether
1: they're in the same show or not
0: yeah and that's the thing is like also these um, Lovecraft Country is like middle of the year so like I think if I went back and rewatched the new Pope and uh, Lovecraft Country like I would even be firmer in my position that these uh, because this is this kind of like me recollecting like oh yeah how did I feel six months ago or yeah. 10 months ago or 12 months ago in the case of um mm-hmm. and like these are the things that shine you know it, it, I think also it doesn't hurt that like those are also the things that were kind of like pre-covid you know like we kind of it does feel like this is all shit to happen in the first of the year and the expanse I mean, which well, was completed before the, which when they got finished filming but didn't had a whole bunch of post-production wait, work that they had to do Lovecraft Lovecraft was later in the year right that was during lockdown yeah, it was, but I'm saying like Lovecraft Country, uh wasn't that July premiere? Oh no, August. Okay. Okay, I, might yeah, be wrong. I thought that okay, was okay, later so That's in a the little year. bit okay. I thought the, I thought this was like late spring, early summer. Um but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everything of fuck all that commentary I just did. I feel like I like this list.
1: A little sad that uh, Sonoya Mizuno as Lily Chan and Devs didn't make it because I think it's a great performance, but I don't know who I would bump. Oh, and to get in to getting the top five? Well, yeah, the top yeah. five's pretty pretty tough to crack. Um, yeah, and it, a
0: lot of it does come down to the shows they were in because the shows challenged these actors and the actors lived up to the, uh, the challenge. Yeah. And it's our it's our subjective opinion, you know. The mm-hmm. people have a say too. They're filling out surveys as we as we are talking. Kind of wanna just move move Sonoya up
1: one spot and give her an um, honorable mention. <laughs> God I don't know. Don't know how you I feel mean, about that? I haven't
0: seen the plot against America, so obviously I'm biased, but Yeah, I was actually thinking of maybe um putting Zoe Kazan arguing for Zoe to be in the number five spot but like I just I don't I don't know I don't think I have good reasons for it. it's just more of like hey wouldn't it be nice to get another show in there and, right yeah um, the thing is I don't know the plot against America also is a cautionary tale that is going to be is assuming that America gets you know becomes a, a, a kinder gentler place in the next four to ten years is going to become something that's less and less It's kind of like, uh, you know, what was the fucking Wolverines movie? Uh, Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that's uh, that movie opens with North Korean paratroopers landing in a high school in Colorado. Like that shit gets is is, gets creaker and creaker as we as we head down. Like Soviet Union doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just a silly thing. And like, not that the plot against America would ever get to that. But like, I don't know. I can also see that like. This becomes a, a, a very of its moment kind of time, um, whereas, yeah, Lovecraft oh. will be struggling. We're yeah. going to be. I have a <laughs> prediction. We'll be struggling with the shit that they're talking about in Lovecraft and even yeah. the new Pope for for decades to come. That's the like, thing. I corruption. would hope that all of this would be outdated very soon. But yeah, I don't. But, but like I don't like, bet on it. Corruption of institutions, systematic enshrinement of disparities in terms of sex and gender and race. Yeah, those things are sticky wickets that are going to be around a while. Um, And then maybe we'll fascism in the West. Who knows? Maybe we can evolve into at least the uh, backdrop of the expanse. Can we get to space? Can Elon uh, start the Martian colonies? Get it. He is. (laughs) is. I know. Can he he at least install a neon uh, cowboy bar? yeah yeah can we get uh can 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 we uh i i i do take it as a matter of faith that uh everyone everyone needs to be a compadre hell yeah and uh that's it's it's a gap we have in our life you know we don't we don't we're, the the degradation of our communities of our neighborhoods and there's not a lot of compadres out there and, and we need we need compadres so that's something for the video people. That's something for the 12 people watching the video. All right. well, uh, Let me run down the top five here. Um, yes. And we'll, we'll call this a
1: category. Wait, are we going? Okay. I, here's the thing. I, d- number one and two, we're going to give this to one me Masaku.
0: I, I, man, the, I don't know that we've gone through the top five <laughs> enough. We've got a good top five here. Okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to prematurely end this. Um, my gut says Ruby has even more complex because not only is she dealing with the racism stuff, but she's
1: dealing with these sexual dynamics uh, that complicate the matter even more. And,
0: and the way that she portrays that stuff in some like body horror scenes and like, yeah, it just spans everything. Like the whole
1: gamut is run here. By one me, I I don't know. I feel like it's a harder thing to do, and she did it
0: really, really well. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's it, there's a lot of like, good good stuff in there.
1: Um, uh,
0: I don't know, like Journey had like a pretty good beyonce hold up moment there in the midseason with the baseball bat and beating oh, on yeah. cars and shit but like yeah like she didn't pop out of some dude, some person's skin uh oh while, God, while she's sh- banging that person who oh, is a sex- guy for- that then she finds for- out is a woman and is like i forgot about the skin bursting sh- sex scenes yeah, dude it's that show goes places with ruby yeah, if you if you missed out on Lovecraft Country and the New Pope, those are two shows that will challenge you. Um yeah. and that's good. Anything mm-hmm. that challenges people and tries to you know like like a question about how you feel about things is uh, is is good in my mind. So yeah, I, I guess I'm fine. I I, I thought it's like oh you know we never really revisited the one me versus journey thing, but uh, you're right, we didn't. But I that's how I would prefer them. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Okay. Well then sorry. I, 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 I stopped it for nothing. No problem. All right. I um, stopped the count. I had no I had no <laughs> evidence. I showed up for the judge and was like, I don't know. What about what what if? And then i looked like a fool. Okay, let me run down the top five for the, the podcast people. Uh, five to one here. Oh, God damn it, I have to say all their names again. The half of which I can't pronounce. So Ludivine got- Sanier. I think. Sanier. As Esther, the new Pope, Dominic Tipper as Naomi Digata in The Expanse season five, Cecile de France as Sophia, the new Pope, uh, Journey Smollett as Letitia Letty Lewis in Lovecraft Country and the winner, number one, won me Masaku, fitting name for the winner of this category, won mm. the category Masaku as Ruby Baptiste in Lovecraft Country, One me you won, you won us both over. Uh, we're not done. We're not done with this block. Uh, we got commissions. Oh, God. Right. Damn. You're right. Oh, oh get these oh, best dramas out I'm of here. Altered Carbon season two. is going to be the winner. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler. we already pre debated that.
2: <laughs> That's no.
0: evidence that we have not because I will quit bald move. if That ends up winning the best drama. <laughs> OK, next category. Altered bald move is what's going to be. <laughs> Just, I'm gonna take my chip him. i'm gonna take my spinal chip and load it to a new host i'll be fine with that can i just have uh joel kinnaman's abs is that is that possible <laughs> abs and pecs can i just if yeah, if, I'll take, if you I'll leave take Cap, i'll take, I'll the take captain america's i'll take captain america's body i don't give a there you shit go. yeah uh anthony mackie i look i look really funny on his on my head on his body though but uh, oh that's right it's a whole body swap now we're, do, we're oh, in get out territory. Oh, Lovecraft Country territory too. Sure, fucked yeah, up. right. Yeah, body, torso swap shit. That, that was weird. Whew. Okay, uh, next category is best commission. So obviously these are uh, the commissions, all the commissions we did this year. Which this year we opened them back up like halfway through the year, so there aren't a ton. Yeah, late in the year, I, I hope and we didn't miss one too. Um, it's just like it'd be us, mm-hmm. it'd be so us to miss having a top ten because we because we screwed up, and miscategorized one. Because honestly, we just go yeah. like the the way we build this quarterly. The, the, if people are curious about this, we build these lists quarterly. Like So every, you know, three months we stop and like, OK, what have we done? And we go through our memories and then we actually back page through the bald move catalog. But sometimes we miss a movie and it gets categorized as uncategorized and then we miss it. And everybody's like makes fun of us and says, aha, um, I hope because like last year, I know we 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 boned up a big category. Uh, we completely forgot something. Uh, I don't think it would have won, but it would have been mm-hmm. in the conversation. So I, I hope we didn't. Anytime I see a small category like this, I'm like, but we, yeah, yeah. we, I, whatever. Fuck no, it. it wasn't a big year for commissions because we didn't have them open. Uh, is this so refresh my memory. Do we usually do this category based on the podcast produced from that commission or the movie? Okay. Slash we piece have of a media system. Itself? We have a system. Oh, right. I think a four point system. Uh, Let let me let me uh, go back into the past to see what this is, because you just I forgot about this until you just mentioned it. Yeah, Uh, but I know part of it's the overall quality. It's the qual. And I think it's a combination of the overall quality of the thing and the entertainment value of the of the podcast, like the quality of the podcast, which is kind of like the intellectual stimulation and the 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 entertainment value of it. Um, but I have to go back to like Baldi's 2018 probably to Oh, really? Uh, Can you get it to get last year. to get something um No, cuz we didn't do commissions last year. Baldi's
1: 2018, here we go. Uh fine commission. Commission, here we go. Uh oh Christ. Okay, yeah. All right. So we have the sfim method.
0: On a scale of one to five, highest surprise, Oops. highest f- uh, the, the fun, our interests and the media quality. So like surprise, like uh, how much fun we had, its inherent interest, which I think is like the depth of the analysis and whatnot yeah. and the quality of the media itself. This is a very fluky, swingy category. Yeah. I've never been happy with how we do it. But <laughs> this is for how funsies. We do it um okay okay so in no particular order the entries are the killer within slash made to suffer which is a fan edit uh that we that someone had us review that they made risky the remix of the governor arc of what is that season three and four of the of walking, the walking dead? dead yeah yeah i think season three actually mostly uh, the first part of season three i'm not gonna say the whole title of this one lame is from 2012 Apparently it's Les Misérables. You don't do the last Les. Yeah. I've been saying it wrong with all les these Miserables. years, or something. I I don't know. It's French. I'm not les French. Mis. I don't feel like I've earned the right to try and pronounce that. Lord of the Rings. Fingers of the ring. Fingers, <sighs> Fellowship of the ring. Fingers. Fingers around the ring. Fingers in the uh-huh. ring. Uh huh. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Finger, fingers in the ring. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Triple Triple Tower
2: something the triple tower the two threat. towers
0: okay uh-huh. the two towers. triple triple tower threat and lord of the rings t t rock the return of the king okay <laughs> it could just be return of the king I'm, yes. i mean yes does is it the i guess so uh, all of those lord of the rings movies were commissioned this year um oh it's the it's, return of the king we got to cover yeah. them all uh, um and we'll get like, yeah, when we actually discuss like the award winners will actually dig out the commissioner to give them, but like I didn't um I know yeah. a couple of these off the top of my head, but um we'll 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 give credit where it's due and when they win. Uh and then we ran out the category with Galaxy Quest, Chaos Galaxy on the Bridge, Quest. which is a Star Trek behind next generation behind the scenes documentary. Uh Cows on the Bridge. Labyrinth and Gattaca Okay. I more like Kataka. I've got a cat attacking a ball down here.
1: It's actually mm. a sushi roll. A ball, to ball to ball
0: move. Uh, okay, so let's let's do this. Uh, Killer within. Yeah. Are we gonna surprise? Rate? Surprise. surprise. Um. I'm fairly surprised I'm gonna, that the I'm going to get this pretty high because like mm-hmm. I like when someone came to me and it's like, hey, I did a fan at the Walking Dead. You guys have been talking about doing this. I finally did the thing. I want you to judge it like my anxiety went off the fucking charts. This person's going to pay a lot of money to get me to potentially shit over their fan project that I put them up to. Can, oh, boy. Can I say that? I think we all understood that there was a better cut of that. Somewhere Something inside those episodes, and so it wasn't Oops. like crazy surprising that this could be no. done, but it was also fairly surprising that someone did it, <laughs> and and it pulled off and as, as as fair as as pretty professional, and and I think um, hands down improvement over the original material. How about how does how does that number feel? Four for surprise. Four feels pretty good. Four. Okay. Th- it's because like five would be like we both didn't think it could be done and we yeah, shocked. shocked. We always thought was there was done. a good show buried under all that, that fluff. Yeah. And turns out, yeah. Like, and, and, and like the ratios, like, I think he used what five hours to generate like an hour and a half. Like that's kind of the ratio. Like he, he was able mm-hmm. to boil four to five episodes down to like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes. Yeah kind of uh, that's kind of damning right uh, the show but uh yeah it's a there's a straight up better version of season the the early parts of season three so So, how much fun was the the podcast that we did i think this is not a not fun podcast but it also wasn't a fun podcast it's not like Um, standard it's not typical levels of walking dead fun in the podcast because it's a better version of walking dead which, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's strange that that works against it, but in the fun category,
1: I think it also. Does. I think also.
0: Fifteen minutes into this, I kind of relax and like, okay, I don't have to worry about this being shit. So let's just, uh, I, I, you know, because that thing is, I'm always kind of like when I'm doing a, a first time commission of something I haven't really seen before, and this qualifies because I haven't seen this cut. I'm just like, oh god, I hope I don't hate this. Oh god, I hope I don't hate this. But in uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think this right is like a middle. three. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, do we have interesting commentary? I felt like we did have uh fairly interesting commentary on both the show the show itself and then how uh like yeah, the cuts he it, made and how how he did it, and it allowed us to talk about editing in uh-huh. a thoughtful, interesting way, which we don't get to do a lot um and it led to some interesting conversations about the material itself. I think yeah, it's like a like a three and a half to four.
1: We do bust these out. I'd say closer to three and a half. Okay. I think I'm with you. Yeah. And, then and then the media quality. Media quality. I mean, he's starting shit. with a one
0: for the, the actual show itself, right? I and whatever no, points, one. whatever daylight there is between <laughs> The Walking Dead and a five, he's going to have to earn that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he earned a lot of it. Um, there were very few moments. There, there were a couple of moments where I was like, you know, this, this doesn't quite hang together. It could have been done a little bit better and I see it, but like for, for the vast more majority of it, I was just Smartly intercut between material and like put all this, you know, f- yeah. really focused on a plot line instead of trying to like jump around seven times. If And like I, I like said, if, if, if walking dead was the this quality, uh, it would be thought much better of like yeah. if they had just stopped wasting our time. So I could see this as being a four easy. Mm-hmm. It's not a five because the, the, you, there's only so much you can elevate, but four easy. Yeah. Easy four. Okay. Uh, lame is, uh, here's the thing. Like these You've things like, I, okay. You tell me about the surprise because this is one of my top three musicals. And the one that just like, I also enjoyed this because I felt like I needed a good cry. And I was watching this after a dress of family went to bed. And not that I try to keep myself from. But I do try to keep myself from just snot bubbling, sobbing <laughs> in the last 30 minutes of this fucking movie. Just just. And I, I I didn't even try to stop it. I just like, fuck it. I don't care. Baptize me with my own tears. Uh, but what did you think? Because I, I know you're not the biggest musical guy and yeah. you went in this not, you know, I've seen at least three different real life productions. Uh, and I've saw the movie on opening day. So like the, the surprise of this was like zero. Uh, so, but I think you're a better representative of surprise. So, yeah. So I had heard some things about this, um, but not a lot, mostly like the negative where like, Oh, Russell Crowe can't sing. He's a terrible Javier. Like, <laughs> I, and I went into it with that baggage, like expecting Russell Crowe to just be completely tone deaf. To, to just get laughed off the screen and he didn't like, he's fine, he's a fine singer, he's as as good or better than I am, absolutely. So, I, I was surprised in that regard. Um, and I found it On to be note, Tom Hooper has cast Jim as the star <laughs> role in Jesus Christ Super <laughs> Superstar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh, so yeah, I get to wear the Technicolor dream coat, right please you got your testament you got your testaments mixed up jim damn that's old Testament. damn he's doing new testament okay um so you got the godfather three effect you had heard how bad some of these things were and they weren't as bad as you thought and i found it to be shockingly uh emotional um shockingly engaging i would put this at like on balance, between you and I, probably like a three, because I don't think you're surprised by it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty surprised um, that I that I found it as enjoyable as I did. Okay, so that sound good? Three. Yeah. Turns out that like you know how we say that like soundtracks can elevate it, uh, 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 the emotion of the scene. <laughs> if it's just like in its DNA, you can do you can get some pretty high emotional eyes there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Podcast, I remember being not super fun. I remember being fun. I also started it off with the live stream as like we all screened the uh, uh, key and peel. Brilliant, like deconstruction of Mm -hmm. this type of Hollywood music or big, big music, big budget musical. Um, And I don't know. There's. Yeah, I have I I have a lot of fun. Like, I, I think it's inherently fun when you and I find common ground on stuff that I didn't think we would. Like I was mm-hmm. really thinking that I'm gonna have to carry this because Jim's gonna kind of mostly hate, show some polite interest in it, and then. But like I, <laughs> I you know you you were you were a lot more engaged with it, so like I find that very high in the fun. But you're you're right; it's nothing like a Goonies or a Back to the Future, For Willy Wonka, or and the factor, Willy yeah. Wonka, where we were just like rolling right. Like, so three, like yeah. is that the default? That's the default. If we can't say, oh, this stood out, I think three is good. Uh, interest. How interesting was the conversation? That's a good question. I thought it was good. So we we got... talked a lot about um, the the revolutionary aspects of this. I yeah. know that much,
1: um, and I really enjoyed those conversations. I found them engaging. Um, the politics of it all. I, I liked sort of uh, talking about Anne Hathaway's character and how
0: I had you know, how good she was and also how I wished there was more of her in this movie.
1: <laughs> That's too bad um, she dies in the first act. <laughs> I know, man. She's so damn good. Uh, int- more interesting conversations. See, I had, I remember I came to a lot. Like, I, like, I this would have been higher interest if
0: you had more experience with it because, like, I had some hot Eponine takes. I had some hot you know like like some 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 character stuff but like you know i I, i'm not the guy to right it didn't catch fire because if you'd have been like hardcore on the other side of one of those issues right if you had been like a big fantine stan or whatever then we we, we'd had
1: some some problems but uh yeah um I don't know. I feel like this is going to m- maybe raise to a 3.5 or something. Um, on the strength of discussing musicals in general, this might be the f- first. It might. I think it might be the second musical we've covered. But I'm struggling to remember what the first would have been. Because I know we did Hamilton, but that was after this, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: it's like most kind of a musical renaissance. We did two musicals. (laughs) I don't think we'd ever done one. So we did what two and two in one year. All right. I I feel like a 3.5 here is warranted for interest. Oh, Eponine versus cassette. I said Fantine. I got fucked up my own rivalry. Um, So what do you should put it for uh, a 3.5 for interest? Yeah, I think so. That sounds about right. I could go as high as four, but. And the media quality, like, uh, I think this is, this is like one of the best big, I don't think you'll ever see a bigger, better blockbuster Hollywood musical, uh, cats ain't going to get there. Um, so I'm, I'm God. comfortable with going five. Like, I think this is a, this is a, this is a four. If I was Roger Ebert, I'd give this movie four stars. So fuck. What did Roger Ebert? Yeah. That might've been the cutoff. What did Roger Ebert give Les Miserables? <laughs> Les Miserables. I don't I do think he did like, it. I think he was I think, Yeah,
1: 2012 oh
0: no. was pretty late in his That's the thing. I know we're going to eventually get to where you don't you you don't you don't get it, but like um Was he still uh, alive? No, in he 2012? was still yeah. No, he was he was it was one of his top movies in 2012. I can't find his uh review of it though. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with a 5. I I think the only slight you could have against that movie is that Russell Crowe isn't the world's best singer. Um, And actually, no. No, 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 no. Hold on. Because I remember the the argument here. I gotta take this down to 4.5. Because the shitty part about Les Mis is is that they demand that each of the actors sing lines between songs. And they don't have any continuing melody to connect all that stuff. It's almost like the actors are just making up the melody on the spot uh, as they say Mm -hmm. the lines. Mm-hmm. I think the movie suffers for that. But if it weren't for that, it would be a five. It's funny because, like, they actually do a little bit less of that. There's a few times where they actually just go and do liver stuff in a stage voice rather than singing it when they never do that in the stage. So it's like,
1: it's oh, actually really? less of that in <sighs> this
0: than, than <laughs> yeah. But, um, I read that I, was the biggest problem I had with that movie. Um, so okay. 4.5 I don't there. think
1: Roger did. He was alive. He just didn't give a shit about the Les Miserables. So. Oh, huh.
0: boy. Yeah, I guess
1: he refused to write a review because he hated it so much. But, well,
0: every once in a while, every once in a while, he'd come off wow. Old Roger come off half cocked on a take. Uh, video games, Les Miserables, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he'd have a, he'd have a, <laughs> he'd have a corker of a take. Alright, Lord of the Rings, Fingers Outside the Ring, which... This is the first movie, right? Yep. Okay. This is the first one, number one. Uh, So here's the the thing. And and this is why I think this is such a fluky category. (laughs) This thing is just going to get a zero on surprise. Oh, of course. We knew about this. We were huge fans of this. Like, we knew exactly what we're getting out out of this. One. Like... Is it somewhat surprising that the podcast turned out that? And the other thing is like, okay, here's here's a surprise factor
1: because it was a total random deal. I would not watch this movie twice
0: in the span of like two months and plow through two of the commentary tracks and watch almost all the expanded edition features. I just so happened to have gone through the Blu-rays. I ordered the Blu-rays and sat through and watched them with Cecily. She had not seen any commentaries or special materials before. Hadn't even seen extended editions. So, like, these films got lavished time and attention that was a random luck of the draw. Really was. Okay. Like, I have a lot of institutional history of this movie. So, like, the fact that these came out, they all came out to be two and a half hour bangers um, with the Tolkien heresies and all that kind of stuff. Like. I, yeah. Yeah. It's the thing. Like the, these were like $2,500 commissions that just happened to you get for the regular price because I in, intensely fascinated these movies and I just gave them all a rewatch. So it was really easy to give. Like I didn't have to, I didn't even give a, in these movies a single watch. I watched them, every one of them with a, diff, a commentary track I'd not heard before or heard recently to just give it a little bit extra juice. So, um, so I think, the, I think surprise, that's at least another point. Yeah. The surprise of the timing. Is worth point yeah. for sure. So two on all these for surprise yeah. factor. I think that seems reasonable because like, yes, I'm not surprised at all that we both enjoyed the movies. I guess I'm a little bit surprised that you enjoyed them is because I thought you might come out, you know, wary of fantasy ground down by Game of Thrones. So, oh yeah. in in context with what I've been watching lately, maybe, but I remember yeah. liking these movies in the theaters when I saw them. Um, I'm not a Lord of the Rings book guy, but definitely the movies held my attention
1: Um, and Uh, not a lot of
0: fantasy does that for me. I think this, I'm going to lobby for a five on the fun because I thought there was some solid Tolkien chokes. There was some solid, just like, you know, good natured observational humor about the material itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shadow fucks. And and
1: yeah, it
0: is just, and and like I said, like, here's the question. How do you differentiate between any of these? I think it's going to come down to media quality, probably, because um, we do have preferences on which movies we mm-hmm. like the most of the three. I would say yeah. the the fun factor also um, gets a boost because we got to talk about our personal histories with this stuff. And I have a lot of fun just, mm-hmm. you know, reminiscing with you on that stuff. Yeah. Um, This was big. I mean, this was a big foundational moment of me being like, you know, like this, this, this is what turned me from just being a casual fan into like oh god like these movies are like actually assembling of all these disciplines that are calculated to have an emotional effect on me huh how interesting um yeah does this get I, I, a four for fun on the what scale on the fun I, scale I, I don't know why you don't put five like I had a ball doing these things but maybe, I can't maybe think of a standout I- moment right like what is the what is the thing god, what is I know the there were. You know the Home Alone, I know people, Uncle Frank. What is the the Willy Wonka, uh, Grandpa Joe moment? What's the Goonie Crab Tank moment? I feel like, like they were there because uh, I know I did like a little bit of like voice acting as <laughs> as Gollum and orcs that like tickled people, but I can't think of them because uh, they all kind
1: of blurred together. And I, yeah, um, hmm. I mean, yeah, if I say five and you say four, then can we compromise a four and a half? Yeah, I think so. Um, Uh,
0: I say that because I don't want these to just totally dominate the category because I think interest is going to be super high with all the accidental research you did with your 30 years of history with these books and these movies and this universe. I I feel like you brought just a shitload of knowledge and insight and every question I had like for me personally this was super interesting because I had so many questions about Lord of the Rings that I just didn't I didn't know I didn't get I didn't understand and I asked yeah. you the questions I felt like I came away from these podcasts understanding Game of Thrones or sorry Lord of the Rings <laughs> and maybe Game of Thrones uh, fundamentally much better than I did before I agree I thought that I felt these are podcasts I felt very proud of um, and I also was like, uh, the other thing that's kind of boosts everything is like, it seemed like the community was taken by it. Like, you know, uh, one person wanted to commission them and then had the intention to commission them all. And then another person was so tickled that they just went and commissioned both of them. Um, and yeah, like I, I feel like I, I, I had to dig a little deeper cause like I hadn't quite done as much research in the return of the King, uh, as I'd done on the others. Um, but Cause all the I behind wanted the to do stuff because was for early movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but, but I, 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 I wanted to, cause I wanted these to be the, the definitive podcast. Like these are commissions, but also these are things that absolutely are a valuable part of our catalog. That's going to be driving interest to, you know, people are going to be discovering this in the same way that like, you know, leftovers. Like, I, I feel like these are good, good things. They're on YouTube too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the interest is five out of five. Like two like two and a half to three hour podcasts, every one of these things, and no one ever complained and by like, oh I thought this was kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um so And then we just have to decide which is the best of the bunch. Um I think we were both kinda Man on the two towers, it was the connective one. I know that's a controversial that the It's more of like it's well, like yeah. a half step. But that thing is like, yeah, we are completely out of step with the Bald move Fam because they overwhelmingly two to one preferred the two towers, and then you had Fellowship, and a distant third was Return of the King, which that didn't surprise me. Like yeah. you know, um, but I was kind of shocked that like because to me the defend the the one. The movie that always makes me want to watch them all is The Fellowship. Yeah. Like, it's such a great, such a great and streamlining of the original material that hits all the emotional highs. It's it's a n- nice little self-contained arc and adventure story. Um, and it always, always, always makes me want to just watch the other two. Um, so I think the original material, like, I could easily give these all five. But if you want to like five and then, you know, 4.5 4, 5, 4 I, but I this, this seems like shitty. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
1: Because
2: yeah. I feel like maybe all, five,
1: 4.5 and five, like based on how we enjoyed them. Okay. Cause I, here's the thing is like, I feel like I was partially persuaded about, uh,
0: with, with, um, the two towers that it's really good. Oh. Uh and I, I almost want to do like 554.5. Yeah, I I don't know. I the biggest problem I had with um Two Towers I mean, you're was right. the love story, right? Which is just basically a glance or two at each other and like 3 minutes of screen time that just complicates the movie that doesn't need to be there. Um this tr- this try this love triangle they've got going between uh you know elf elf girl and and, and arwen and aragorn guy and pierce and E-O- eowyn yeah yeah <laughs> all those three A-O-N. it didn't feel like it needed to be in the movie even though i know you know they do more with that in the next chapter in return of the king but like but still it didn't it really didn't like this was something that they did and i understand why because there's not a lot of women in this show that but yet yeah, everyone yeah. loves this and if you can get a little bit more representation in there um and it's not fatal but like yeah sure. I even in the commentary I think they thought probably if we could do it over maybe we downplay some of this stuff or but
1: and yeah. you're setting and up the, thing the, is this... the no
0: man can kill thing right like the the ring rate yeah uh, yeah oh yeah Eowyn already is an inherently interesting character without giving her the hots for you know Aragorn and I think like I said yeah. there's there's seeds of all that in the material it's just yeah they brought it they 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 planted those seeds watered them put some grow lights on it and and the thing is is like the it comes better in the Yeah, it's the thing is, it works much better in the extended edition, at least Mm. the resolution of it. But you had to go through a lot of kind of bad road to get there. So, yeah, I mean, I I, like all your points about the two towers being the inherent, you know, the the middle thing. And but I don't know, because like Empire Strikes Back suffers
1: from all those problems. And it's the best, easily the best Star Wars. So. Are we being a little bit you know structuralist here uh maybe i'm biased but i think empire strikes back
0: handles that love story much better oh well yeah i, I mean like, i'm not i'm not going love story to love i'm just talking about just okay in, in terms of character arc and and being, being the middle the chapter sure and, i mean I still think I also, I also really, I do prefer the battle of the two towers to the big battle of the return of the king. Yeah, you're not wrong. The, Even the though I think technically is. it's much more impressive, like Helm's Deep's good, real good, man. Yeah. Real good. The only thing that, the only thing to draw that, that, uh, man, if you, if you put the elephant scene and Helm's Deep and the surfing on the shield in, uh, the return, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be no question. But, God damn! Legolas taking down an elephant is the most badass thing in the whole series. I love it. And him, him skate skateboarding down those stairs is the worst. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? I, I give him I all fives and skateboard. say fuck it. But if if you want to say four point five, yeah, 4.5. I then. can't in good conscience give the worst of the three the same rating. I feel like all I want right. to go four
1: point five on two
0: towers. Whoa! You're giving the the Return of the King five. Okay. All right. Oh wait, you didn't. I thought you'd go 4.5 on both of them, but on like both? I'm not going to argue with five because no. I want all three of them to be five. Uh, again, uh, do not send hate mail to hosts at baldmove.com. Send that shit to Jim at baldmove.com. Look, I, I don't want to slight uh, Return of the <laughs> King just because it doesn't have quite as good a battle scene. It's still fucking epic, right? It's like nothing was yeah. mishandled there. It's just not as. It's not yeah, as. And we also cool watch. It must be said that we also watch different films. I watched extended versions of both, right, and right. you watched the. The theatrical version which I think is actually the superior product it's not my favorite but it's better in terms of just straight up filmmaking like gotcha. it's tighter it's edited better um, I, I wish I could I, what needs to happen is a definitive fan because like, there's like a couple scenes of the extended that I think absolutely belong in the originals um, but mostly the extended are, are are bloated versions of the original so all right galaxy, galaxy quest. quest surprise one yeah both of us knew exactly we what we knew were this film was going to be fucking amazing and uh you know there's always like selfishly there's i always i always always like uh, for there to be a little bit of a pleasant surprise factor i guess maybe two because it just holds up like a champ
1: um am and i it's, surprised it's beca- by that maybe I mean, it's a Tim Allen project. You never, you, you I know. know. Man.
0: As someone who watched um, the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus 2 in the last couple of years. Did you, you, not, you didn't make it to three this the, year? The Santa Claus isn't the worst thing ever that he's done, certainly. Um, no, I haven't seen I don't, Wild that's thing, Hogs, like the, for instance, but. Yeah, that that's probably the end of the year, but that's the thing. is like, Yeah, he's done all kinds of, mostly good stuff. You know. Yeah, uh, that what era it, of Tim Allen is not bad. So Last man singing, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, like one or like I go to if you want to say that you surprise it, it holds up and but I don't even think that's a surprise because like this has become embraced as like the yeah. 13th Star Wars movie or Star Trek movie 14, yeah. up to 14 now. Um, I feel like, oh, let's give it one. Like this, this is 5 on like on Her Majesty's Secret Service. This is like, is this even a real James Bond? But I guess it. Yeah, like this is the on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Of, this is the of Peter Sellers Trek version films. of Casino Royale
2: yeah
0: <laughs> exactly exactly the one before they the knew what Bond was the Lazenby version um, yeah what's so, okay 1.5 that's fair um, fun I, I don't see why this movie is not a five it still had lots of good jokes uh, lots of Trek affection um, oh, I remember yeah. I feel like it's uh, interest now here's where it might lose a point Uh like four. Yeah. I mean, it is a comedy, right? So
1: you're not going to have like Maybe a even ton three. of amazing conversations around it. Um, yeah. Maybe 3.5. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a middle of the road through here. Like I'm trying to
0: remember. We talked about careers of people, which I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember doing a lot of research on Rain Wilson and uh, Justin Long and Tim Allen, like talking about all of their careers up to this point and just like what a monumentally huge star Tim Allen was to be in this movie. And then what complete unknowns Justin Long and Rain Wilson were compared to what they would become.
1: Having Sigourney Weaver in here, um, I remember yeah. talking about that uh, and just like it seems like a really unlikely
0: cast. Yeah, it's Alan Shalub. Rickman.
1: Jesus Christ, Alan Rickman.
0: Um, uh, a uh, uh, guy from Moon. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's got a loaded cast, loaded main cast, and just like digging into their careers and talking about where they were at the time and yeah, how big that was.
1: I, I remember this being pretty interesting. I go at least a three point five to a four here. Okay, I'm feeling three point five.
2: And then that this media is quality, fantastic
1: like, movie. I mean, I guess the problem is...
0: <laughs> we just did all the gave, Lord of the Rings
2: movies. We gave
0: Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings movie 4.5 and Les Miserables a 4.5. So, like, how uh-huh. the fuck can this be a 5? But it's like, do you roll with the, the Roger Ebert thing where it's like... Right. It, yeah, I mean, for what I, it is. Yeah. Like, it's the perfect, literally... The perfect spoof satire love letter to Star Trek. I still I can't need to watch doing a better job. That's the thing. I still need to watch, uh, Seth, uh, what's his name? Uh, Family oh, Guys. Yeah, I still need to watch The Orville because I hear that's amazing. Believe, I can't believe it's, or I've, I've heard the, like, the, what's the Below Decks something? Yeah, yeah. Like there's an the animated uh, the, series. But, but yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine that because this is, yeah, you're in and out in 90 minutes. This is just a fun romp. Um, But
1: I don't know. By Graptar's hammer, I think we give this a five. All right, fuck it. (laughs) For what it is, it's pretty damn perfect. I'm filing a protest with the Baldies of the
0: uh, Commission that we have robbed Le (laughs) Miz and Lord Turner the King of a star, (laughs) or the two towers of a star. But you know, okay, Uh, just half a star, just half. Uh, Chaos on the Bridge. So this is the Star Trek behind the scenes documentary for next generation seasons one and two. I gotta say, I thoroughly enjoyed this documentary and it's something that I find myself referring back as a touchstone. Like it's really cemented some of the ideas I had on writing and show running that seem like it's one of those things where it's like, it's real, it's kind of obvious and it's we've touched on it, but like this just nailed it. Like it's all about the characters Your plot, fuck your plot, fuck your puzzle boxes, fuck your villains of the week. You can have that stuff, and if you don't got the characters, it doesn't mean anything. And if you do have the characters, even in lazy-ass C&D plots, the fans can get some fun out of it because it's inherently fascinating to watch these characters interact with each other. Mm -hmm. And And this this thing it's such a big surprise because I didn't know this documentary existed and the stuff that it reveals about the making of and, and coinciding this with our watch of star Trek. Uh, We're doing watch parties on Twitch Sunday night. Mm -hmm. We're now into like deep into season three, almost through that, that like really changed my perspective on seasons one and two or, or actually gave me perspective on seasons one and two and, and the, big disparity between quality of one and two versus three and beyond. I, I feel like I understand the next generation's early seasons so much better after this documentary. Yeah. I think that like, I've always wondered why season three, they got, it got so much better because season two is in like, everyone says, oh, season two is when the show grows the beard out because Riker gets his beard. Season two really sucks yeah. on the whole. This <laughs> just grows <laughs> up a little a little. and starts but applying hard vacuum to it. Uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as season one, but season one is like historically preposterously bad. Yeah, if if like Gene Roddenberry doesn't die and these showrunners like win the battle that they did, I don't know that it ever gets much better than season two. Like the idea better. that characters can't ever be in conflict. Um, yeah, like that's such a great idea, and I'm glad Roddenberry stuck to it because that is a very important Star Trek thing. Like, you know, there isn't stupid conflict between the characters. Right. It's not that they're never and, in conflict, but it's, it's never in conflict. Never and they, petty, they also, it's never pointless. right. It's not ever the first thing, you know, just like yeah. simple misunderstandings between the crew is not often what drives the drama. Um and and that that like put some stuff in the DNA that I'm glad you know like Roddenberry sticking to his guns on some weird shit made obviously to the next generation what it was but it was also holding it back in a lot of ways and some of and what's worse some of his like old time chums and like cronies was what's really str- was strangling the oxygen supply to Trek's brain yeah. and getting rid of ousting those fellows um yeah and some of the like. Some of the stupid studio machinations and games that they play, oh, yeah. like the, the pissing contest, the, the hoops they made, uh, fucking Patrick Stewart jump through. Yeah, yeah. This thing, like, I, if this isn't a five, I mean, I, maybe four because it's a Star Trek documentary that someone paying me to watch. So like, how bad? But like, yeah, I, you, I'm with you. I didn't even know this fucking thing existed. Yeah. So four, four point four point five. Okay, if you want to head because it it's Star five, Trek, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It wasn't like the history of producing pennies in America or something. It just blew like, our fucking minds. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe this is so interesting. Um right. but yeah. Okay. it, it, it had bet it's better than I thought it was gonna be and had any right to be. Fun. Fun. I mean, I almost want to give it five just on the thirty <laughs> seconds of Riker versus Kirk that we got in this documentary. The the scene itself where they're they're chatting. Uh Yeah, but this is like for the podcast. I I mean, like I said, how often does do you and I at this stage in our lives get an opportunity to discuss something like Star Trek with fresh eyes? Yeah, I mean, this comes back to like discussing our histories with Lord of the Rings and reminiscing. We got to do a lot of that in here. And you're right with fresh takes on it. That might be more interesting fun, though. But by the ha a lot That's of times I have course. trouble distinguishing between the two because intellectually stimulation, stimulating stuff is inherently fun. But yeah. yeah, fun is like, yeah, this isn't this isn't like crab tank baths and, you know, some you know the um, grandpa Joe and all that shit. So, yeah, maybe maybe a four is as high as it can get. But the good news is, I'm ride or die five for interest on this show thing.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, four. I, I'm with you on interest. Because um, you think yeah, four is too high on the
0: fun? I was wanting to go three point five because I don't. I can't remember the moments. <sighs> You're right. Like was super fun. The reminiscing fun was is, fun, is, is, like, is fun is not just means like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Like fun means like, yeah, it's like belly laughing like jokes. And, and yeah, lots of lots of yokes stuff like that. I, silly observations, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, it's still going to score pretty high because I think media quality is off the charts as well. Well, it's tough because I watched a low res YouTube copy with Spanish subtitles that I could not dismiss. Oh, Jesus. And as far I as I, I know, too. that's the only way you can watch this damn thing on yeah. YouTube with a standard def copy, like, uh, with, 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 with Spanish subtitles, hard, hard burnt into it. It's a mm. damn shame. This is worth four buck rental on Amazon prime. Uh, I don't, I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, is that still a problem? I uh, feel if, if that's going to take anything yeah, off this, it's just going to be half a point. Because the yeah the documentary itself is right. so good. Like, very few documentaries get to this level of insight on a particular topic. Um, and let's just, like, conclusively lay out their cases in this. Oh, well holy hell. Way. Apparently, you can rent this on Amazon for buck ninety nine now. All right. Then I think we send it to the top. With a five, can rent, you can rent. You an HD for two ninety nine. Uh, I mean, it's got William so, Shatner as the narrator and interviewer in a lot of these cases. So I mean, yeah, I know you had problems with like the art style because it had like this kind of like Wild oh, West yeah. motif. The because didn't seem you know to... Roddenberry was a big and Shatner was likes like horses. high stakes gamb- <laughs> high stakes gambler. You're right, right, right. High stakes gambling, kind of western. You're uh, right. Feel to it. I felt um, tonally it didn't work as well as it could have. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. I think four is a good because it is a extremely it's the best Star Trek documentary I've ever seen, but like on the just on the scale of documentaries, there I were mean, some presentation problems. And and the jinx is like the gold standard of documentaries. There's nothing I mean, there is a smoking gun in this, for sure. It's mm-hmm. just a silly sci-fi. Thing, yeah. So. Roddenberry didn't confess to killing somebody
1: on the, on the <laughs> right. shittin. So he actually killed, uh, Tashiar. okay. Um, labyrinth. I'm fairly surprised that I enjoyed this to the extent
0: that I did. Like, I thought that this was going to like, you know, I, I, I got this email from these folks and like, there's like these, uh, these these young these these people in love, and it's a foundational movie, and they've really bonded over it and they they dressed up as Jareth and what's her face and 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 in the Halloween thing and I'm like, oh, I love you guys, but I really hope I don't shit on your favorite movie um i like I said, the practical effects in this movie are something else like they're like on the same level of like um Uh, The The thing, thing. yeah, that's exactly where I went. Not in like in in they're not like emotionally in the same palette, or or like stylistically, but yeah, they're the puppetry. But still, like, yeah, you can you can see the like. Okay, well, in 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 they had CG. This would be better, but they're still effective. They don't get in the way of the material. In fact, there's a couple scenes like I, I can still remember that hands hand faces scene like Uh you couldn't do that better in cg in fact it it looked dumber because it's actually impressive that people did this right um and a lot of like forced perspective visual tricks like in the same reign of like the bridge and indiana jones last crusade that were like entire set sizes and like really worked with seeming like little compositing Mm -hmm. yeah i the, the visual trickery of this was just cool um so I don't know that it's a five, but it's better higher than three. Cause I thought I was going to be politely interested in this and, you know? Yeah. And it had been but, so long I, since I saw this movie that I couldn't remember if it was actually a good movie. Um, yeah. And it turns out it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I liked it. So let's go for it. And Also. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, the other thing is like it complete, like it's not to my particular taste, but like a, there's not a hell of a lot of really cool kind of fantasy girl coming of age movies Yeah, where I can think of like a half dozen boy ones, especially Goonies, in that the last era, Starfighter. Right? Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Navi- uh, uh, Flight, of the, Flight Navigator. of the Navigator. That's the other one that had what was the other one had Ethan Hawke. It was like Navigators or something very similar where they take off an alien star. Um, there's tons of them, tons yeah. of these things. And yeah, like it really, I, I, I would definitely show I'd let my daughter watch this. Hell, I'd encourage her to. Yeah. My sons too. Anyway. So yeah, four. I think it's a good, good call. Fun, uh, fun. It ranks pretty high just because David Bowie likes to wear tight, tight pants. We had a lot of fun at, at Bowie's <laughs> bulge. This is If you go look at the post that we did for this uh, particular podcast on our website, mm-hmm i I posted a few good gifts of Bowie Bulge, which to me yeah. adds to the fun. uh we got to make a lot of good jokes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved talking i just, so there there's one part of this movie that I don't like that I feel does not hold up certainly um and it's the bog creatures i can't I can't remember what they're called, uh but the dancing. Singing, oh, well, uh, heads turned, like, coming fl- off, and they're flame, the flame guys, yeah, 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 yeah That's... uh, boggins or something, whatever yeah, they're called, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, but it was a lot of fun to talk about them, mm hmm, hmm, yeah. I, I, I think this is like a, a solid four, yep, with you, uh, interest, I think, I feel like yeah, discussing another... some of the stuff around like the, the
0: coming of age of the the young woman here um, there was a lot of weird like pedo stuff in this movie too right like, which is kind mean? of part of that like David Bowie as this old ass like man he's right there's this romantic connection that they're trying to make between the two and and that feeds back into it and it's a little bit squicky I think but also they're they're trying to say like this girl is coming of age right this girl is dealing with all of these emotional changes um physical changes the attraction it's it's, yeah and like there's like i I remember we talked about there's a dark way to read this about like her stepfather molesting her and like you know like uh, other like that i see the validity of i just don't agree with the the soundness uh, of it like it's not a you know crazy way to look at it um but yeah, no, those are yeah, just and, super interesting stuff where we talked about like mm-hmm. you know what does that mean and you know like fuck the Goonies kids were threatened to be murdered by Italian gangsters and like uh, I think that's about a serious threat as like this Goblin King you know uh uh abducting her and doing things to her mm-hmm. um and the fact that she is the one with the power ultimately the one that has the power right he's trying to seduce her on his terms whereas yeah she comes away from it on her own terms which i i really like yeah Yeah. i I, like i i was i was i knew that there was this like commentary on it and i was like kind of like oh god i don't know what the the uh, i'm gonna feel about it but like yeah i'm like no honestly i think this is a pretty this movie holds up um maybe not in everywhere it goes but like and ultimately where it ends up sure yeah Mm -hmm. so the discussion was interesting
2: point five at least
0: yeah i think four or five 4.5 is good the media quality like i said there are some problems i don't think the bog stuff is very good at all uh didn't need to be
1: in there it was just to showcase for another thing they could do with puppets (laughs) um everything else i i I mean it's it's a it's also cheaply made in places right you can tell
0: um like Mm -hmm. the, the the acting i don't think uh what's her name is doing a particularly good job of acting in this in very early in her career. Yeah. Jen, Jennifer Connelly, right? This is yeah. her for one of her first roles, If not the, I think it might've been introducing, but, um, I don't think she's yeah, amazing. But I think it works as like, not necessarily a movie, but just kind of like, um, it's worth watching as an adult just once, just to see the spectacle of the effects, the Jim Henson stuff that they just nailed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, they fully realize characters in a way that hadn't been done since like Yoda and won't be done until like you get the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. with Smeagol and Gollum. Like they just really effortlessly sold a lot of these characters where in a way that kind of Muppets do where it's like, you forget that they are not, they're treated like actors and carry themselves as such. And that, that weight carries across the screen. So I, I like, I, I have a hard time giving this more than a four for sure. Um, but I kind of want to go like three and a half on this. If I was like a, a teenager, early teenager, when this movie first came out and I probably, probably close to was, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. I probably, right. I could see no way like nostalgia could, you know, I don't know why this isn't as good as, as Goonies. If, if I grew up as a teenage girl and yeah. saw this at the right time, just like, you know, I saw Goonies when I was like a 11 year old boy and it's like the fucking greatest thing
1: ever. Right. So Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately those are all ifs. Um but I, I'm feeling a three point five here. If you want to go higher, I could maybe see it, but uh no. It does I have problems fine. that I think a lot of these others don't.
0: Right. Okay, 3.5. I'm fine with that. I'm to, n- go- to see what we gave Goonies. I actually want to see what we actually no. gave Goonies. I'm trying to go back to see if I can find that. Don't don't you're, you're going to destroy us here. You're going to prove that we're yeah. charlatans.
2: I <laughs> we uh, tar- tar- mean, we gave
0: Willy Wonka a Chocolate Factory 4. This feels very in line with that. There isn't any part of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory that I actively dislike. Oh, there's a few that I think were pretty rough. Um, hmm. But uh, we're not here to re-litigate the Baldies of the past. True. And we're here to litigate Gattaca. Uh, so uh, I know you're a huge fan of this movie. Always have been. Um, the surprise was probably not there for you, but it had been a very, very long time since I had seen this movie, and I don't
1: remember being very impressed by it. On Second Watch here, it's way more impressive than I remembered.
0: I so thought I was gonna, I knew
1: it was going to be good
0: from the just like the, the plotting of performances and all that, but I wasn't I, I'm amazed at how relevant it still felt. Like mm-hmm. Gattaca was so fucking far ahead of the future as far as like genetic engineering and stuff yeah. and really asked and like brought up a lot of questions. I think we'd do well to like maybe check in again 20 years later. So, yeah, I'm pretty high on the surprise thing, too, because I like I, I knew that they were really good intro uh, early performances by like Ethan Hunt, Jude Law, um, Uma Thurman. Um yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't didn't expect it to hold up quite this well to be irrelevant relevant so i, I don't know where do you put that it's like a, a three
1: a four oh, it's a four for me because i remember like being sort of impressed but not really and the second time around i yeah i really enjoyed it
0: yeah um, yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know there's uh are you thinking lower No, I I think that's fair. I I just wish I wish I was more like uh, I feel like I'm rusty at these judging these baldies, uh, the commissions, because like it's we took a year off of doing it. Essentially, I am too. Like now that I'm looking back at Les Mis, it's probably a bigger surprise that I really enjoyed a musical than it is that Gattaca was good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can get a three point five. I can't in good conscience give it a four. What do you think? Well, I think the thing that held Les is back is I was like a one and you were like, even if you were a five, then yeah, we come yeah. with a three. So some of these, like I said, okay. this, is a hor- this is a fake award show, people. I know. It's a fake award. None of this shit You get what you pay anything. for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are no turd commissions. That's something we can celebrate, you know? True. Not been many historically, but like, it seems like once in a calendar year, you'd have one that, you know, all around, we kind of maybe wish we had back, uh, but, but this, yeah, this is
2: a good, yeah, it's good slate of commissions.
0: I don't remember this being a super fun podcast. No. Oh, there was, there was, uh, I, I had a whole thing about Xander Berkeley. Just wanting to get eyes on, uh, Ethan Hawke's dick. This entire movie, like it's all been a big ruse to just <laughs> Xander Berkeley. It's it's his doctor, the guy who's like testing him for all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And not just want to get eyes on it. But like, there's this thing at the end where like,
1: I, I don't know why this stuck with me. Walking
0: dead. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why this moment sticks with me, but they have two booths set up for pissing Mm -hmm. in two cups. Mm -hmm. The male and the female booth are they're explicitly like dividing the sexes here and they're set up identically. And I don't know how the women are getting the urine into the cup without some severe splashing. And and just like there's probably I don't know. It seems like a
1: bad system for the ladies here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. I remember. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the dick peaks.
0: From Xander Berkeley, but fun. I don't know. I, I remember talking about how the manufacturer of the, the suicide machine here apparently uh, put a handle, an on switch, on the inside of the incinerator. Yeah. What purpose that serves? Uh-huh. I don't fucking know. <laughs> right. Why do you got to? If, if it's an autoclave, why do you got an?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't remember too much more that was like fun stuff. It's gonna be high
0: yeah. on interest for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm com- comfortable giving this a three. Like, that's a neutral. It wasn't unfun. Like some some things we've some movies we've yeah. uh, done have been unfun. Like they're just just dark, depressing material. This is I don't know, because this isn't it always felt like a little triumphant. You know, it's a triumph of the human spirit, not a a, a crushing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then interest, Um, I feel, is very high. We had good discussions around, you know, uh, genetic modification. And oh yeah. Yeah, I think interest was very high. 5. I, I easily it's yeah. is, is one of those, you know, navel gazy near-future stuff that we fucking love to get into the weeds with. So And we dissected the the you know, the filmmaking itself quite a bit um and the yeah. narrative arcs with the, you know, the swimming and the brothers and the, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I really remember enjoying that podcast from an interest perspective.
1: How good is the movie? Media quality. Uh, I think
0: it's a five because I always loved this movie. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's five. 4.5 at the lowest. I'm having a hard time remembering any flaws in it. Um, yeah, I mean previous so like previous fives
0: and like 2017 American Gangster, The Dark Knight, Jackie Brown, Master and Commander, Star Trek II, uh Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Like there will be blood. Like these are not all the same, you know. Wow. But like these are all these are all solid. Yeah, I, I if it's if it's if it yeah if if The Dark Knight's a five, why can't this be a
1: five? I like it. Um, you know, I had, I had minor quibbles with like the, the sets occasionally, like I said, but
0: gosh, I, I think gave the thing we gave the thing 4.5 heat four 4.0, no, no, that's a perfect five. Okay. Uh,
2: okay.
0: Blade Runner, final cut 4.5. Ah, boy, some years were, were harder on films than others. So do we just total these now? I think so. I think so. 8, and 11, then sometimes 13. when things are equal, we are like within a half point, we can like just buy fiat. Uh, Cause yeah, we, we do not, these are just tools to help us. These are not the end all be all. Cause I can already tell through previous years that we, we uh, put our thumb on the scale a couple times. Uh, 10,
1: 14 and 16. Now. Oh, 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 Lord of the Rings.
0: Gee whiz. What do you know? <laughs> 1416 Even with the lack of surprise holding them back. Yep. Because I tell you what, it's the ones 16. that are. If you can get us it, an excellent movie that surprises us, boy, you are well on your way to Baldy Gold. Because you get an American oh, yeah. gangster, or something we haven't seen, and thought, oh, okay, well, it's supposed to be a and it turns out to be like one of the best gangster movies I've ever seen. Something to bet, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's that's the shit that like. No mur- murders. This can't be a seventeen. Four, five, nine, ten, seventeen. I mean it's got that surprise, baby. That's what wow. really that's what really does it for things. Eight, 12 and a half, sixteen. Damn, there's
1: we had some good commissions this year, man. Ten, seventeen from Gattaca. Holy moly. Alright, I'm gonna put these in order of
0: uh Gosh, it's, it's hard for things to get that high, man. There's like, it is. I, this might be the first over 17 movie we've done. Uh, I went through the 2018 and 2017 and 2016. We didn't, I didn't record the breakdowns of the spim spiv spim method. <laughs> the spiff the spifim. Yeah, we really spim. just need to change the order uh, yeah. of some of those and we can get like. Myths s-fim. or SPIM myths, yeah, FIMS. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> <How about
1: that? laughs> sounds yeah, too much um, like a slur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, uh, Fimboy commissions, it's the latest Twitter uh novelty account, latest Twitter account to be banned. Uh, all <laughs> no, right, man, I, that's a that's a booming business on Twitter right now. Oh, yeah, 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 Fimboy fishing physics. Anyway, uh, here, here's how it breaks down uh, at 1 and 2 um, tied for first is Gattaca and Chaos on the Bridge tied for second is Lord of the Rings Fingers Outside of the Ring and Lord of the Rings T-Rock uh, Labyrinth T-Rock. And, Lo- and Lord of the Rings Triple Titty Twister are tied for 16 Galaxy Quest at 15 Killer Within Made to Suffer fan edits at 14.5 and Lame is at 14. All of these We are made to suffer fan edits. <laughs> super respectable scores. Holy shit. Because I know for a fact there have been some years where movies have gotten below I've 10. Never found the 16.5 uh in the history of the, the ones we've gotten. <sighs> like that seems to be the, the the best that we've done thus far. Damn. Um so this we might have set new records, which might mean we are a little little easy on things, but you know, who cares? Well, I mean, um, some of those big movies don't surprise us, right? Because we know they're amazing. So here's the thing where we, 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 we get real. Yeah. Do- we have to tie break. I have a hard time believing we did a better podcast than Fellowship of the Ring or The Two Towers. I'm feeling you. And the only reason I say that over the Return of the King is because I ran out of a little bit of gas on Return of the King. And I made up for it with Tolkien heresies and like... Uh, an audit of all the endings of the return of the King. But like I, yeah, like I didn't have much in the way of production that was a, a, a detail and behind the scenes on that movie that I did at the other. So yeah, I, like I said, like I'm actually shocked that like, I'm not displeased the Gatican and the chaos and the bridge, but like, I think that gun to my head, I think fellowship, the ring and the two towers are the best one of the best podcasts we've ever done in bald move history like I mean I'm very pleased with what we did on the leftovers and I'm also very pleased on the podcast we did on on the Lord of the Rings series okay so I just ordered these uh, from one to five Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring Chaos on the Bridge Lord of the Rings Two Towers Gattaca and Lord of the Rings uh, Return of the King convince me that this is not correct I think lame is getting fucked. <laughs> it is on its surprise it scale. Surprise was unfortunate. Uh, I wish we had more, just like funny, fun shit to talk about. Also, this is one of the first ones that we ranked today, so maybe it deserves higher numbers if we had, you know, yeah. gotten gotten more on a roll here
1: with ranking things. But
0: yeah like one point higher surprise and even and a half and if you like deigned to give this movie a five which I don't know like I said it seems like it's controversial even amongst a movie going public and you know whatnot. but it did win Oscars so I yeah that's a good top five with Lord of the Rings dominating it yeah um,
1: and it just feels like but, that Star but, Trek yeah. thing was such a surprise so novel so like enlightening um
0: and fellowship is really where we hit all of our behind the scenes stuff super hard right and we and talked and about our Le, histories with Le, these movies and lame is coming out at 14 is um, because like our lowest I like know. the top 10 the top 10 of uh like 2017 uh, bottomed out at uh we had an 11.5 in there right Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like this, this that was Star Wars, right? Return of the Jedi. We had a a third, like you know, one of the all-time greats, Willy Wonka, thirteen point five, rounding at the top ten for twenty twenty seventeen, and twenty eighteen. You know, uh, our lowest lowest scoring thing was Highlander at fourteen, but it dominated. Like I think it got really high in surprise and fun. Yeah, Christopher Lambert. Holy shit! Just talking about him and yeah Uh, so this is both the highest scoring in the category year that we've ever had and also the top lowest scoring you know yeah Uh, no, these are amazing amazing commissions all of them like I we didn't have a bad one or even a mediocre one in the bunch yeah they were all like ones I came really fresh faced and super interested to podcast and I really appreciate everyone's support of this category like I was you know I thought we'd do it, but like, Oh yeah, we've kept the commission feed full and we're off to a strong start in 20, 2021 oh, already got tombstone in the books, which is, um, man, I really enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed the, the watch of that. Um, and yeah. we got a lot of, a lot of fun stuff coming up too. I've already got two others that I think, uh, we've got two in the books, but we're not quite sure what the project's going to be, but, um, I'm excited about honestly, uh, an, either of them. So All right, let me run these down real quick and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, Um, from Mm -hmm. five to one, the nominees and the winner are uh, number five, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, number four, Gattaca, number three, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, number two, Chaos on the Bridge, and number one, Best Commission of 2020 is Lord of the Rings, Fingers Outside the Ring. (laughs) Sorry, Fellowship of the Ring uh outside Jim's Kingdom in the United States, it's known as Fellowship of the ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's its Jim Jones release name, but it didn't make it through translation the The people who aren't watching this who are just listening will have no idea why I'm saying Fingers outside the ring eh, maybe they'll connect the dots but yeah uh <laughs> it's 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 a tough code to break. Hey, thanks for uh watching all this 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 homework material um if you've made it through the end, uh, you're the real champion. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we're about done. We got. I think we've at least done our one more. We have one um, more, and it's a boozy. It's the fucking drama category. Yeah, but uh, and then we got the, the award ceremony itself. But yeah, I'm excited to see what everybody makes, and i are really excited because I still it's a mystery. I haven't done any of the calculations and tabulations of the uh, the polls, the surveys we've done. So I do not know what the bald move community made made out of this stuff. So, yeah, I'm yeah. super
1: interested in what they think is the best commission. Thanks for watching slash listening, and we'll see you in the next one. See ya.